You create your life with the stories you tell yourself. Want more fun, love, and money? Then write your new story and live into it. Louis DiBianco's podcast, Change Your Story, Change Your Life, shows you how to discover your empowering story. You'll meet many successful people who have created magnificent lives, even when the odds were stacked against them. Plus, you'll learn the secrets of great storytelling that can explode your business. And now, here is your host, Louis DiBianco. What does a chubby kid in husky pants become when he grows up? One of the top fitness coaches in the world, of course. You know what's not true in my last sentence? The words, of course. The chubby kid could have become an awkward, obese guy with a chip on his shoulder because life dealt him a bad hand. He could have become a smiling couch potato who believes that's all he's capable of. He could have become, well, any number of things depending on the story he chooses to live into. Today's guest chose to see himself as a lean, ultra-fit, energetic man who inspires people to get excited about being extremely healthy and fit. Actually, he does more than that. He helps male entrepreneurs and business owners around the world make more money, grow their business, and reignite passion in their relationships by getting into top physical shape first. He owns two private personal training studios in Atlanta, Georgia, and he's the author of Live Longer, Feel Better, and Look Great Naked. Get ready to reawaken your healthiest, sexiest, best self with Russ Yeager. Russ, welcome to Change Your Story, Change Your Life. Hey, Lewis. How you doing? Thanks so much for having me on. Cool, man. Yeah, let's have some fun. Definitely, brother. What, what an introduction, man. I, I'm, I'm getting excited about this person, and I realize you're, you're talking about me, so uh, let, let's do it, man. Really, really pleasure to speak with you today. Yeah, I plan to introduce you to you. You see? <laughs> I love it. Where were you born, Russ? I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I have a lot of clients in, in the UK, a large client base. So I always joke with them, you know, that, that, to make sure they know it's Alabama and not, uh, not England. Ah, huh. <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit, they're a little bit different, I think. A little bit different accent, yeah. <laughs> and who influenced you the most when you were a kid? So I had a lot of influences, you know, growing up. It, it seems I was always attracted to like, you know, big personalities like Hulk Hogan, you know, was one of, one of my heroes. But, but honestly, biggest influence on my life was my dad uh, by far. How so? So my dad, he was a quiet man. You know, he didn't say a lot. You know, he worked at the, uh, you know, phone company for, for 40 years, you know, really consistent. Uh, he passed away, you know, too early, uh, suddenly, um, at 60, 12 years ago. But when he was alive, I, I, and this is a great lesson for me. I'm a new dad, you know, of three young kids is I just, I saw what he did. You know, he would go on Saturdays, he would go to what I called the exercise place. You know, it was a track. I think it was, uh, actually a Blue Cross had put it out, um, you know, one of their companies and, you know, you'd run around and there'd be the different stations with the pushups and the pull-ups and all this stuff. And I knew he would go to the exercise place. And then, you know, I started going to the exercise place, you know, with him. And so, you know, he, 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 again, just he more by the actions that he took influenced me. And then also he showed, uh, and my mom did it too, of course, but, you know, being a, being a boy, being a, you know, going into a man, you know, really looked up to my dad and he, he just showed unconditional love. You know, he didn't let me get away with, 
with, you know, everything. And he was, you know, tough on me when he needed to, but like he was just always uh, there for me and always believed in me. Ah, that's beautiful. Now, did you have a childhood dream of who you wanted to be when you grew up? <laughs> I wanted to be a pancake cooker, Lewis. Really? <laughs> I did. You know, it's funny. Again, we Saturday, uh, before we'd go to the exercise place, it was pancake day. So my dad cooked pancakes, and it, I guess it was the first thing I could cook. It wasn't too hard. And so I, I always, uh, you know, wanted to be a professional pancake cooker, which is kind of funny doing what I do now. But, you know, as you know, I did grow up a kid who who loves to eat, grew up a chubby kid. I still love to eat. You know, I'm still fighting that that chubby kid inside of me sometimes, but you know, I still still eat pancakes. Uh, sometimes I eat the protein ones, which are which are pretty good. Sometimes I eat the real ones. <laughs> Describe life as the chubby kid. Yeah, you know, and it, and I say that you know, it's I'm so I'm six six. I'm a tall guy, so it's not like I was was the fat kid, and you know that that was getting picked on and this and that. It wasn't that way at all. You know, I looked okay in clothes, you know, but nobody really picked on me. But when I took my shirt off, you know, at the pool, all my friends seemed to have the flat stomach, you know, the abs, and I had this, uh, you know, I, I had this big spread of fat around my stomach, and and I hated it. I was really subconscious about it, you know. Uh, going back to school, I had to get the husky pants, you know, which was the nice way of saying, you know, you, not, you're not fat, but you can't quite fit in the normal pants either. Right, right, yeah. And so what effect did it have on you, I mean, as you were growing up? Did it, like, you know, influence the way you reacted socially to people? Did it limit you? You know, it, so I mean, 100%, yeah. I mean, we all have the, these things inside of us, you know, these insecurities. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, you know, and it's still, you know, we we're talking about how we both, you know, believe work on ourselves, personal development, but it's an ongoing process, you know, as, as much confidence, you know, I've built as as much, you know, I've worked in, and improved my body and, and, you know, my skills and confidence and everything. You know, there's still those, those in, that, like I said, that fat kid still still tries to come out every once in a while. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the he's probably the chubby demon who lives there, you know, and every once in a while he just pops up and whispers something negative in your ear. Yeah, it's usually go eat the go eat the pizza, dude, and eat the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on, you got nothing to lose. <laughs> Except your self-respect, but that's okay. <laughs> now, was there a pivotal event that sparked your desire to transform? hundred percent. There were, there were two of them. So I remember at 12 years old, you know, my dad had just gotten one of the new VHS cameras, right? The big giant thing weighed a hundred pounds and he's doing home videos and he's, you know, says, Russ, introduce yourself. And I say, my name's Russ. I was a shy kid. I'm like, my name's Russ. You know, I like basketball. I like soccer. Um, I love my dog, Rudy. And then I looked down and paused and I said, and I'm fat. And I remember him and his him and my mom looked at each other and, you know, awkward silence, didn't know what to say. And, and then finally, my mom said seven words that, you know, changed the trajectory of my life. She said, Russ, you're not fat. You're just husky. And she, I think she was trying to make me feel better. She could have been trying to light a fire. My mom was was pretty smart. And, and you know, she, you know, I talked about my dad. I mean, she was uh, really aggressive and, you know, really into fitness. And, you know, she, either way, what it did is it was like I was that moment I decided I'm going to figure out how to, you know, get rid of the, you know, stomach, you know, get lean, healthy, fit, started running. Uh, I didn't know what else to do. Just went outside and ran. You know, I guess I got healthier. My body didn't really change and I didn't know what I was doing. I was still eating way too much. Got introduced to lifting weights, you know, playing uh, high school basketball, being a tall guy. And I really liked how it made me, you know, strong and, and, you know, building muscle and all that. But I still had, you know, a lot of body fat, didn't really look like I worked out. 
but when I get into something, Lewis, I get obsessed. So, you know, late teens, early 20s, I really got into it, got pretty fit. Uh, but like a lot of us, you know, I had graduated college, uh, had to get a real job, got my undergrad, master's in accounting from Auburn University, uh, started to work for a big CPA firm, you know, and I'm traveling a lot. I'm sitting behind, you know, desk all day, you know, late nights, business dinners, you know, I'm in my 20s, I'm drinking, I'm partying, uh, and I'm working out, you know, but at, at 27 years old, I find myself, you know, just, I'm like, man, I'm like putting so much effort into this, but I'm not getting the results I should. And I decided at that point, second pivotal moment, that I'm I'm going to get this part of my life taken care of once and for all. And so I got serious about it. I did two things. Uh, number one, I entered an international physique transformation contest, and you know one of those before and after deals, twelve week deals. And I hired a coach, hired an online coach, a guy named Skip. Uh, he was the top natural bodybuilder in the world at the time. And I said, Skip, I want to win. I'll do whatever it takes. Just tell me what to do. And he said, Russ, you need to learn how to train like a bodybuilder. I said, no, dude, you don't understand. I want to be a big freak in a bikini. I just want to be, you know, lean, muscular, fit. He said, I know, but bodybuilders, you don't have the genetics for that. And that's what most people don't realize. And women, you know, and men, you know, get scared. Oh, I lift weights. I'm going to bulk up. No, most people don't have the genetics for that. Or, you know, you'd have to use steroids, all that kind of stuff. But bodybuilders are the experts at adding lean muscle and losing body fat at the same time. So long story short, Lewis did everything he asked. Took my body fat from a little over 25% down to under 5% in 12 weeks. I uh, won the contest, got sponsored by a supplement company, got to be a sponsored athlete at the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic, which is still the biggest bodybuilding fitness expo in the world. And I started writing for some of the bodybuilding fitness magazines, and, and I, it, I was like, this is what I was put on earth to do. And finally, I got certified as a trainer, was you know doing it part-time, doing some online coaching. And when I started getting more questions about you know, getting fit, building muscle, you know, nutrition, then I did accounting. I knew it was time to, to quit my job. And, you know, so I quit my good paying, you know, safe accounting job. And for the past 17 and a half years, uh, you know, I've been helping, you know, women, men transform their bodies, health and lives and, and absolutely love it, man. Beautiful. That's a great story. Great trajectory. Uh, explain to me what you said quickly again about genetics. What did you say about genetics? Yeah. Oh, so I was talking. Yeah, he was saying I was worried. You know, I didn't want to be a big freaky bodybuilder. You know, you hear that word and people think, uh, you know, they think they think huge, you know, giant veiny muscles and you know, in a in a little bikini and you know, freaky. Uh, and again, I've learned. You know, I have. I did get into natural bodybuilding. I did some contests. I have a massive respect. It's one of the hardest, you know, things you can do. But but the point was that most people you know, don't have the genetics that are going to make you huge. But I think the, the bigger point on genetics is, is yes, that plays a factor, you know, again, and I, cause I, you know, I really, again, I get obsessed with things. I said, I want to be a bodybuilder and I entered some contests and I was unbelievably disciplined, you know, doing everything right. But I'm six, six, you know, they, they do it by size and definition. I was extremely defined, but I'm six, six, you know, 195 pounds going against guys that are a foot, foot and a half shorter than me you know, I look like a toothpick. So I would never, that, that would never be my, you know, I'd never be uh, a champion bodybuilder, you know, right, and, and, right. But, but it's like everybody has their genetics, you know, and it's so easy, you know, it's like the, the skinny girl is, you know, jealous of Kim Kardashian. They want to have the, the, all the curves. And then the girl that has the curves is like, man, I wish I was skinny. Uh, we all have our genetics. That's a hundred percent true. But um, you know, what, what I try to teach people and, and what I try to do with myself is like, don't try to, you, you've, you've got the hand you were dealt, like make the best of what you are instead of trying to, to, you know, 
change something you can't change. Exactly, and and but but you but you're saying you can with any genetics with the right discipline and work you can get a cut lean attractive body. Hundred percent. I've yeah. never met anyone that can't get get incredible results. Um, you know, if they're willing to put in the work. One other thing on on genetics that that I'd like to share that that's really cool um, is you can't change your net, genetics, but there is a study called epigenetics. I know. Okay, you're familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, you know, they've proven through proper lifestyle choices, you know, specifically exercise and nutrition, you can turn off certain bad genes that maybe have run in your family and turn on the good ones which is really, really good news. Uh, they've also shown, though, that stress is at least a big a factor as exercise and nutrition. So what I've learned and what I teach my clients, and again, everything I teach my clients is all stuff that I'm teaching myself and continually working on, is stress can literally make you sick and kill you. So we worry about stuff that we don't need to worry about way too much. And if I find myself stressing, I like stop myself. Whether, you know, whether my mind wants to stop or not, I'm like, dude, like, it, ain't worth, it ain't worth hurting your health. Stop no, <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. Stress, I think, is the, the secret killer behind a lot of diseases that just seem to pop up. But people are wearing themselves out with their stories. And, you know, epigenetics is fascinating to me because they're learning more and more about how the mind can alter the genetic makeup. Yeah. And that's quite a discovery. Because, again, it comes back to what is that? That's a story change. You know, you jump into a new belief system and, well, you probably have heard of Lipton, right? Bruce Lipton? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The biology of belief? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that's all about this stuff. Yeah. So explain to our storytellers today why physical transformation <clears throat> always starts in the mind. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's like we're talking about everything starts in the mind. You know, everything starts with, with your thoughts, um, you know, and then your thoughts create your emotions and then your emotions create your actions and your actions is ultimately, you know, what is going to produce the results. You know, if it's with your body, you know, again, you, you can't just sit in your sit in your house and think you're you think your way to, uh, you know, losing fat and and getting in shape. But it absolutely uh, it has to start there, you know, and then it has to, you know, it creates that cycle. And the cool thing is that you, um, you know, once you once you do start working out and you're feeling better and you create that confidence and you start to believe that you can be a fit, healthy person, then that gets into your mindset and it creates that positive momentum, you know, versus that negative uh, momentum that so many you know people have where they think they can't do it, they think they tried everything, they think they failed. Well, if you have that mindset, then you're not going to do anything, and then you don't do, or you're not going to do anything positive for your health. Then you're going to not get results, and then it's going to reinforce in your mind. See. I told you it doesn't work and, and they get in that negative spiral. So that's what I really love doing mm. is helping people, you know, break out of that negative spiral. But one thing I found cool and I learned this from, you know, uh, one of my mentors, Tony Robbins, who I think is probably one of everybody's mentors as they get into personal development is that move, you know, sometimes if you're in a bad negative state, you know, you're, you're depressed, you're tired, your energy's low. It's really hard to think yourself into a, a positivity or into energy, but if you can just literally don't force your body to move, you know, move your body, you know, stand up, stick your chest out, jump around, crank up some music you love, or go work out, then that increases your energy, which increases you know your mood, and then that makes your mind better. Then it's easier to start you know focusing on uh, you know uh, on on mental strategies to feel better. So starting with that, if there's any kind of hack that's really helped me is if I'm feeling down, feeling low energy, I move my body, 
um, you know, to, to get, uh, get feeling better versus trying to, you know, fight my way out of it and argue with my negative mind, so to speak. Yeah, I love it. I remember when I was, when I took Tony's, uh, uh, course, he, he, the way he taught it was, it, there's three steps. Like you said, it begins with the physical and then you change what you're focusing on and you change the things you're saying to yourself and but it starts with the physical which kick starts it and then the rest take it takes off from there it's and it works it works fast if you really do it it works fast it does now, now did you ever study with t harvecker so it's uh interesting you say that i've you know i've definitely read some of his books and i always wanted to go to a millionaire mind intensive and um and so I finally got to go to one uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was—I actually signed up for one two years ago, and my wife uh, was pregnant with twins. We have a three-and-a-half-year-old son and twins that just turned two, boy and girl. And they were born around, the, I think, the day before the event. So, so I missed that one, but I went to uh, an event a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Who was the, who was the trainer? I knew you were going to ask that. I can't remember. The, that's terrible. If he no. hears this, he's going to get mad at me. He was no. always a bald gentleman. Uh, he had an amazing story. He actually... Blew himself up in a um, okay. Yeah, I know, you know what I'm talking is. about. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, Doug. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got his book, Doug. Yeah, Doug. Yeah, Doug. I've got his uh, his book. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it is. It's an. It's great. quite a story. The yeah. reason I ask yeah, is that the, while the Millionaire Mind Intensive changed the direction of my entire life forever, because wow. because at the end of it, I took the leap. I jo- I joined Quantum Leap. Yep. which was a journey that it's, I'm still on. And I asked you about it because you said it's Harv's formula, TFAR. Thoughts lead to feelings, lead to actions, lead to results. Hmm. Right? And it's, yeah. and, and you know, it seems so simple, but it's yeah. profound. Yeah. It's really profound. Yeah, Doug. Doug is quite a trainer. And, um, Doug was he, that guy was on fire. He it, it, it was awesome, <laughs> and the air the arrow thing was was pretty incredible as well. I learned some lessons there. Yeah, we can't talk about that because then we'll spoil it for people who go. That's to the right. Course. That's right. You have to um, go to. But this. It's, it's interesting, man. You're talking about like his, you know, his, his formula, and you know, I know others have have taught similar formula. Like they, all of these things are been, you know, proven time and time again, you know, to be, to have a successful, you know, happy life, you know, healthy, you know, body, happy relationships, you know, success in your, your business, your finances. Like it's not, it's not some big secret. Um, you know, it's, it's all there, but it's just, it's just like, it's doing the work though. You know, people ask me, people ask, how are you so positive all the time? And you're always positive. Uh, my answer is the same for that as it is for how are you so fit? I work mm. at it every single day. <laughs> mm. Yes. And the, by the way, just, this is another aside here. At the course, did they offer? They must have offered at least enlightened warrior training. They did. Yeah. Did, did, were you tempted, dude? I wanted to do quantum leap, so I'm a big. I mean, you know, you know, I've been talking beforehand. I get, love conferences. I love personal development. I go to all of it. I told you, I've got you know three and a half year old son and, and and you know twins that are two. It, uh, and I think my wife would have killed me if I signed up. I think it was like six conferences, you know, over the course of the next year. Um, and so just being gone, you know, that much uh, with, with the young kids, uh, I, I didn't do it. But, oh, dude, I totally want to. Okay, yeah. here's, here's a recommendation. When you, okay. when you see your way clear, yeah, get your kids set up with babysitters for five or six days. You and your wife 
go to warrior together. Okay. My friend, you will be different people with, a, with a, I don't care how good your relationship is now, when you come out, you're going to be astonished. I love it, man. I'm going to play this for my wife as soon as it's done. And, and uh, thank you for, uh, I think you, you'll, you'll help us get there. Well, that, <laughs> that course took me in five days from a lifetime of hypochondria to, yeah. net, to never worrying about my health again. That's awesome. Five days. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's just I love like, it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I mean, I can, I can hear I can hear it in your in your voice uh, that you, 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 I'm sold. But you know, it's funny. I was talking like this to my buddy yesterday, and he, he actually said to me, he "says You know, I I got to be honest with you, man." He says, "I find you too intense." He, he said it wears me out, and I just smiled. Yeah. I just smiled. I said, "Well, you know yeah. what? I'm sorry, but I'm not going to compromise that." Yeah. That's a, that's another thing too, Lewis. The, yeah, I hear you, brother. And the, the, the more, I feel like the more I work on myself, the more successful I become, the more I, you know, ambitious I get, the more I don't fit in in normal society. I think that's so normal for, for entrepreneurs. Uh, you, know, you feel like the odd man out. You feel like you're on an island. So I think okay. it's, you know, critical. Cause one thing, you know, I'll have people ask me, don't you, you go to all these comments, don't you already know everything? Like, number one, no. No. And number two, even if I do, it's not the learning. It's being around other people where, number one, I, I can realize, okay, I'm not a freak. Uh, there's other people like me. And number two, um, you know, your environment, I mean, again, another classic principle, who you spend time with is who you become. I want to spend time with people who are improving themselves, who are on fire, um, you know, who are, who are successful. Well, I'm glad you brought this up because the whole topic of, you know, feeling like you don't fit in, it's... What you don't fit in with is the environment and the people that you used to relate to. And you're going to have to make the step to recognize that they were a wonderful part of your growth, but they're no longer serving you. They really aren't. And, and it's, you just got to move on, man. And to, uh, because like you said, when you do move on, then you're entering another society where everybody is like you. Yeah. You know, and then it just gets better and better and better. Environment stronger than willpower. Hundred percent, amen, Lewis. That, yeah. That's one of the you know principles I teach when when it t- takes a, making a physique transformation, a permanent physique transformation. You know, once you figure out the you know the there, and there's and I'm happy to share some things if we have time on you know my philosophies and strategies on how to you know the quickest ways and most permanent ways to get a lean you know healthy physique but once you figure out the the you know the workouts and the nutrition it's not that friggin complicated what's hard is consistent execution when life gets in the way when you don't feel like it um you know and that's why I talk about having a strong reason why is really important but that that's not enough it's you know you've got to have a strong support system you know i have a a private accountability group facebook accountability group we've got almost 5000 guys from all over the world different ages different backgrounds you know some are 400 pounds some are have ripped abs but everybody's on a path to improving themselves and they can they can know they can post in there you know about their workouts you know their challenges they're having you know nutrition questions all that kind of stuff you know progress photos but what's interesting is that's about half of what's posted about half is how to overcome you know, challenges with, you know, coming out of a tough relationship or, you know, being depressed or, you know, losing their job and that kind of stuff. So having that strong uh, support system is 
absolutely critical in anything you do. Oh, yeah, exactly, which is a perfect segue into my next question for you. What are three ways that your mindset can sabotage your transformation? Yeah, so I, I just got into it. Uh, you know, basically is the, you know, the, the number one way is that you don't have a strong enough reason why, right? And so your mind is going to talk you out of it. Like again, and when it comes to transforming your physique, like it's not an easy thing. If ever, if it was easy, just as easy as working out, eating right, like everybody would be fit and, and they're not, you know, the, in the U.S., uh, we're over, I think it's close to 60% obesity right now and it's not much better in, in other countries, you know, so it's not just knowing what to do. Um, it's having that that right right that strong enough reason why that right mindset. You know, number two is not having the support system. Even if you're, you know, I, I always tell people like they say you're so positive, so positive. Like there's so much negativity in the world. You know, you turn on the the news or social media, it's crazy. Like if you go through the day neutral, you're going to end up negative. 100%. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I agree absolutely. <laughs> So that's why I'm pouring the, the positivity in, you know, having that strong support system, you know, having an accountability partner, having a coach, you know, in regards to get reaching your fitness goals. And then number three is, and you know, this is your beliefs about who you are. You know, we're, we're bought up with, you know, most of our beliefs uh, or most of our identity is created, right? Ages two to eight, um, you know, when we're kids and, you know, our parents do the best we can, best they can. Unfortunately, you know, we don't have a lot of control over that. And so you get those negative beliefs unless you work on it. Uh, you know, those things are hard to change. And that's why you see this. And this is probably the biggest one. You see people, you know, they lose all this weight. You know, they used to have to show the biggest loser. I'm not sure if they still have it. I mean, people are using hundreds of pounds. They're looking, they're looking like fitness models. And then many of them go back. And it's because they never changed the dialogue of who they really are uh, internally. And, and until, you know, that, that happens, you know, you're, you're going to end up self-sabotaging yourself because your subconscious mind is going to, you know, tell you, Hey, you're, you know, this isn't real. You're really that fat kid. Um, you know, and again, as I told you, I still have that, um, you know, come up for me. You know, I've, 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 I've te- uh, intellectually, intellectually, I've mastered nutrition. And again, I can always learn, learn more. But I, I mean, in terms of, you know, getting lean muscular physique, I pretty much got it. But uh, inside, I still sometimes will overeat, you know, and I'm like, man, why did I do that? You know, there's, there's no logical reason, but it's because, um, you know, that's, uh, that that what was instilled with me, you know, at an early age, there's still a little little bit of it there. Absolutely, because the eating isn't about uh, hunger; it's about dulling some form of pain. Yeah, I believe that. I I honestly think that most eating, look at the food that you're just shoveling in as a narcotic. It's a drug. Yeah. It's a drug, man. I know you can't. 100%. They don't get arrested for selling it, but it's a drug. <laughs> it's a drug. Yeah. Dude, it's for, I mean, heart disease is the number one killer. I mean, that's, and what we eat is one of the biggest, biggest factors on that. So, yeah, it's killing yeah. Uh, more people than, than, than the, the normal drugs are, I guess. Who are the thought leaders today who inspire you the most? That's a great question. I mean, there, there's so many of them. And we talked about, you know, Tony Robbins has, has been a big, uh, you know, mentor of mine. Um, you know, Grant, Grant Card in terms of business and finance, uh, the past couple of years been really following Grant Cardone. Have a lot of respect for that guy. I mean, he's just uh, doing unbelievable things and still hungry. Uh, but, you know, I, I can name some more of the, you know, quote unquote famous people, but more so now just like, anybody who is striving to get, I mean, you're inspiring me, dude. Like now that we've met, like you're, you're one of them. I mean, and, and any, anybody I see, you know, whether they're, they're famous or not, or what, you know, society would call successful that I see, you know, going out there, doing their thing, you know, confidently being themselves. Sometimes I'll meet somebody 
and they're just, you know, they just kind of, you know, they have that, that electricity. You're like, wow, like that person is just, is just awesome. You know, and I, and then I always wonder where it comes from, you know, mm. are, that, are they, and it's easy for us to think, do they naturally like, they're just naturally like that. They're, and like, no, they, well, they may be, but they're probably work on it too and, ma- and make it a habit. So, uh, you know, I've, I've got a lot of people that influences on me and that, that inspire me, but uh, honestly, man, anybody who's, who's, uh, you know, excelling at, at, at what their passion is and, and continuing to get better and on fire. Fabulous. Have you done any coaching with Grant Cardone? I have. I've, I've done a, bought a lot of his uh, programs. I've been to his, um, you know, conferences, uh, you know, d- yeah, pretty much everything. I, I always, I was joking. I was at a, uh, I'm doing a speaking uh, program that he's doing with uh, Pete Vargas uh, and some other guys. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, I've done, I, I was joking. I was like, I give you, you know, you're pretty much getting money from me every, every way you can. I invest in his, um, you know, in his, uh, some of his funds, uh, his real estate funds. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, but when you, you got somebody like that, that's, that's providing tremendous value, you know, those are the kind of people that I want to learn from. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I interviewed Pete Vargas about a year ago. He was on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting dude, too. Now, you said that you would like to be able to talk to people a bit about, you know, your philosophy of transforming and getting fit. If you want to do that, do it now. Awesome. How, how much time do I have? <laughs> you got a lot, Well, you know what? We've got lots of time. And, you know, um, don't worry about it. I mean, I, I'll... Um, I'll stop you when I can write today. <laughs> right, I, I won't give, I won't give the, the hour version, but I'll try to hit on the three. We hit the mindset, which is honestly the most important that, you know, the, the having, having the strong reason why, you know, as a recap, you know, having that strong support system and then changing your, your beliefs about yourself. And I didn't really talk about how to do that. The, the best way of how to do that. I mean, again, all of the, the personal development stuff, you know, working on your mindset is huge. But what I found is the best, again, starting with the physical. So if you, you know, every time that you have a workout schedule, you have your alarm set to wake up and go work out, you wake up and go work out, you're telling your subconscious mind that, hey, I am a fit, healthy person that does what they're supposed to to get the body, you know, and health they want. Every time you eat a meal like you're supposed to, you know, every time you don't eat the things you know you shouldn't eat, uh, then you're actually reframing uh, your subconscious mind. So that's the biggest one. Now, kind of going back to the X's and O's, uh, you've got workouts, Right. You got workouts and nutrition. And so with your workouts, you know what I see you see in so many gyms today, you know, there's so many you know people running on the treadmill, um, you know, lots of, you know, boot camps, you know, hit hit training, which is great. Um, but it's basically cardio. And what Skip taught me was the power of lifting weights. And here, here's why lifting weights is so powerful. We know if we want to build muscle, um, increase strength, lifting weights does that. Nobody's going to argue with that. But weight, lifting weights is actually your biggest fat burning asset. And here's the reason why. Um, and so let's say yours, let's say, use you for example. Let's say you're a fit guy, uh, but let's say yours is 2,000 calories a day and you're trying to lose weight. So that means if your basement metabolic rate is 2,000 calories, that means theoretically you could lay in bed all day, eat 2,000 calories, you're not going to gain weight, you're not going to lose weight, right? If you want to lose weight, you need to create a calorie deficit. And so what most people do is they make two mistakes. Number one, they create too big of a calorie deficit. And number two, they're not lifting weights. And so let's say you lose 50 pounds and you're like, okay, okay, man, I'm like starving, you know, I'm, you know, cause I've been doing this diet where I've lowered my calories. So many people are doing no carbs now, right? Keto diet. And that's the other thing is when you lose initial, the initial weight loss, when you're doing a low carb diet is all water. 
And the reason most people don't realize is that every gram of carbohydrates holds two to three grams of water. So you get rid of the carbs, water flushes out. Hey, I've lost 10 pounds in a week. Doesn't mean anything. You are probably going to lose some body fat, so that's good. But inevitably, this is the biggest mistake so many people make. If you're not, if your calorie deficit's too big, you know, over, you know, 500 or definitely 1,000 calories, you know, so many people go down to like 1,000 calories, 500 calories, uh, deficit's too big and you're not doing the strength training, you're going to lose muscle, which is a huge problem because when you, so let's say you've lost that 50 pounds, but because you've lost muscle, now your base metabolic rate is not 2,000 anymore. It's only, say, 1,700. You're actually burning less calories per day than you were before the diet. You're worse off than you were before. And then that's why most people, you know, then they go on another diet or they give up altogether and, and they stay in that cycle. And, and then you keep going on more and more diets and most doing it the wrong way. And so most people are literally driving their base metabolic rate lower and lower and lower every year. It gets harder and harder and harder to, to get the, the fat off. And so the flip side, the, the answer, so to speak, and if there's any secrets to the people who seem to stay fit and lean, this is it. Every pound of lean muscle that you build burns an extra 10 to 40 calories a day, depending on your metabolism. So for example, my male clients that work with me over the course of a year average about 20 pounds of lean muscle gained. It may sound like a lot. It's not spread out. You know, It's not big and bulky. It's nice, lean, muscular fit. But you put on 20 pounds of muscle. Now you're burning an extra four, five, six, seven, eight hundred calories a day, every day, all day long, whether you're working out, whether you're sleeping, whether you're working, and you've literally turned yourself into a fat burning machine. I love it. You said every pound of lean muscle burns how many calories? Approximately ten to forty, yeah. It depends on your metabolism. But that that is the secret, and that's another thing with, with my female clients, you know, and I work, you know, Mostly with with men now online, and, and we can talk about why I do the work with a lot of ladies, you know, too, especially in my studios. But um, you know, a lot of ladies are scared of I don't want to bulk up, and and I you know I have to explain this concept to them. Like any any lady that is, you know, uh, that has a, a nice you know tight tone physique, they're they're either lifting weights or they have great genetics. <laughs> yeah, probably lifting weights. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. This is great. Anything else that you want to? Yeah. Have? So that's so that's you got mindset. You got uh, training, and then so so again the bottom line on training. Cardio is important. It works your heart. But if I had to pick weights or cardio, all day long weights. If I had to pick one, hundred percent. Um, and then for nutrition, you know, a lot obviously super super important, right? Most nutritionists, fitness professionals, trainers say it's eighty percent of your success. So I actually disagree with that. I think it's 50-50 just for the reasons we talked about. And again, if, you, if you're eating perfectly, you're not doing weights, you're never going to have you know, your best physique and you're never going to have that uh, strong, strong metabolism and you're never going to have the tone. But I think they say it's 80% because it's just the hardest part. <laughs> you know, working out's hard uh, a few hours a week um, and you don't have to work out you know, two hours a day every day. You can work out you know, three to five times a week you know, for 45 minutes or an hour. Uh, even twice a week consistently. Like that's, you know, when people ask me what are the two biggest keys to success, as boring as it is, consistency, number one, you know, intensity, number two, I do believe in working hard. But with nutrition, it's just, uh, you know, that's that's the other 23 hours of the day. It's the hardest part and it's freaking confusing. You know, you've got, you know, I was taught to eat every two to three hours, right? Keep your metabolism revved by old school bodybuilding. Now intermittent fasting too. You're supposed to go all day and, you know, then eat, you know, one or two big meals, right? You know, it's, you know, used to be low fat, then it was Atkins low carb, you know, 
Uh, now it's low carb again, you know, keto, <laughs> just a new name, but basically for Atkins with a little bit different uh, ratio of fat and, and carbs. You know, you got grapefruit diet, you got, you know, eat anything you want diet, you got the maker's diet, like it's confusing. And so here's my philosophy on nutrition. And, and again, there's a lot of different ways to get results, but this is what I found works really, really well to lose body fat, get a lean muscular tone physique, have a healthy uh, body and something that is actually sustainable for life. And so for, first of all, eating, so it's a combination of eating healthy and eating to look good. And it's important to note, first of all, they're not the same thing. And here's proof. You know, if you, you can have somebody that's super healthy, they eat, you know, they're vegan, all fruits and vegetables, no red meat, you know, all organic, no sugar, no starch, no gluten, no dairy, no alcohol, no nothing. But then you're like, well, wait, they're overweight. I don't want to look like that, right? Uh, looking, eating to look good all comes down to getting your macronutrients and your calories right based on your, whatever your goal is. And so what that means, I'll explain what, what macronutrients are, just the three types of calories. But, um, the crazy thing about that is if you know how to do that, you can actually look fit and lean eating unhealthy foods. And you can, you, there's people like that. And I have to be careful of it because I know how to do this. I can actually look how I look eating unhealthy foods and that's no good because we care about our health so here's here's my philosophy 80 percent of the time you know 70 80 percent of the time at least 70 eat healthy foods because we care about our insides and our health and our longevity you know 20 percent of the time maybe 30 eat foods you enjoy you know i eat pizza ice cream you know red wine on a regular basis don't feel bad about it you know i think it's unreal and look if you're one of the few people that can do 100 percent healthy all the time i know i know one one guy like that and he's he's probably lying a little bit. No, I know I know I know two guys, and one I think's fudging a little bit. The other guy, I believe, he really does. Uh, but I think for most of it, I know for most of it, that's completely unrealistic. So you know, you get eighty percent of the time healthy, you're going to be really really healthy. Twenty thirty percent of the time, eat things you enjoy without guilt. Uh, but a hundred percent of the time, or as close to a hundred as you can, get your calories under keep your calories under control, and get your macronutrients right. And, and that's one of the biggest things. People eat so much food. Like you can, you can eat, you know, chocolate or ice cream or, or pizza or whatever, as long as you don't overeat on calories and your body fat is going to stay in check. Um, you know, in terms of macronutrients. And so the calories is the most important. You know, again, we, especially in the U.S., I mean, everything is so huge. We eat so much. Um, but if, you know, so calories is number one. Macronutrients is important. Uh, second to calories. And all that means is you've got three macronutrients. You have protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Uh, protein is the only macronutrient that builds lean muscle. It's, you know, building blocks of amino acids. And so in order to build muscle, you've got to have protein. And we talked about earlier why it's important to, uh, build muscle, right? Not even, even if you don't want to have muscle, that's what drives your metabolism, burns fat. Most people get nowhere near enough protein. Um, you know, and, and so you want to, you know, get enough protein and this is debatable. You know, I was taught to eat, you know, two grams of protein per pound of body weight. So I was 200 pounds eating 400 grams. I think that's definitely excessive. You know, kind of what, what I found works well is eating anywhere between half a gram and one gram per pound of body weight for men and anywhere between, uh, you know, a, a fourth of a uh, gram and half a gram per pound of body weight for females. Um, and then with carbohydrates and fats, again, I know low carb, super popular, I don't think it's unreal. I don't think it's realistic to never eat carbs for the rest of your life. Um, in my opinion, maybe some people can do it. Um, I don't really. Wor- a lot of people will worry about the ratios of carbs and fat. I try to keep it simple and just say get your get your protein. You know, get your calories right. Number one, get enough protein and let the carbs and fat fall where they fall, and you're going to be in good shape. Mm. That's wild. 
I love it. For women, what did you say the uh, the ratio was? Yeah, so about you know a fourth to a half uh, gram per pound of body weight. So if let's say a, a lady weighed one hundred you know one hundred fifty pounds, you know maybe they they'd get seventy you know fifty to seventy five grams of protein. And again, you know the more muscle you want to build, the more protein. So if you're a guy. You know, you're 200 pounds. You know, maybe they're getting you're getting a minimum of 100 grams of protein. You know, up to maybe 200 grams of protein. I use um, an undenatured whey protein from New Zealand. Nice. That has 24 grams in it. So yeah. I usually I begin the morning with that. That's yeah. my shake, and then yeah. I'll go to work out. But uh, from what I'm hearing, maybe what I should also do is have one before I work out and have one after. And then have a some other protein during the day in the form of, you know, what people consider normal food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would, you know, and again, that's the thing is, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give, you know, general starting points. And that's a lot of people ask, well, how do I figure out my base metabolic rate? You know, this and that. And there, there's formulas to do that. There's There's devices that can test it. But the main thing, and you can estimate it, the main thing is picking factors. Okay, here's how many calories I'm going to eat. You know, here's how much protein I'm going to have. And then, you know, here's my workout schedule. And then it, at least every couple of weeks, if not every week, okay, what's happening? You know, if I'm trying to lose lose fat or lose weight, um, I don't like the scale, right? Because if you gain two pounds of muscle and lose two pounds of fat, scale stays the same, but your body can be totally different. So I like to go, hey, are my pants fitting looser? You know, am I, am I feeling, you know, am I feeling good? Is my energy good? You're probably on a good place, you know, keep, keep it up, you know, or if I'm dropping five pounds or more a week or I'm super tired, okay, calories are probably too low. You know, if you're nothing's happening or you're gaining weight, calories are probably too high. So you need to find that start. It's just like anything, right? That's your business. You got to track your numbers, you know, for success. You need to track your numbers, um, you know, and then make adjustments or, or have a coach that can help you do that. And then, you know, when you've been doing it forever, like I, it's, it's kind of crazy. It just, just because I've been doing this so long, I don't count calories. I don't really track it, but it's just, it almost happens it's, it's kind of weird to say, as I'm saying, almost subconsciously, I know exactly what's going into my body just because I've been doing it for, for so many years. But in the beginning, you know, having a food scale, tracking everything meticulously is, is important if you're serious about, you know, uh, changing your body. It's not weird to say. I mean, what you're talking about is that state they call unconscious competence. Yeah. You know, you get to that and it starts to, it, you're doing it automatically. And... um Anybody who's into mastery will eventually hit that in whatever they're doing, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great, man. Now, is there a book that you've gifted repeatedly to people? And if so, why? It's a, that's a great question. You know, I've, I've gifted uh, man, a lot of different books. I'm trying to think. I gave my, my good buddy a Grant Cardone book um, last year for Christmas. I'd say re- repeatedly. Um, is there's a book called Traction, um, which is, and this is only going to apply to people who have, you know, teams who haven't, you know, employees or teams. Uh, but I have a team of about 13 people, my two personal training studios in Atlanta. And so, I, you know, we read that book uh, as, a, as a group, a mastermind I'm in. And uh, it, it's really all about creating entrepreneurial, it's entre- entrepreneurial operating systems, you know, so a lot of small businesses, medium sized businesses don't have uh, strong systems. And, you know, don't it, the whole like, concept of it is peop- that, you know, if you're in a boat like rowers and my wife rode in college, that everybody's rowing in the same direction. And it talks about how that's more important, not not, not the direction you're rowing in, but that everybody on the team's rowing in the same direction. So I gave a copy of, of that out to 
uh, all of my uh, employees uh, recently. Nice. I like that yeah. traction. Who wrote it? Oh, man, I knew you were going to ask me that. No, it, um, it doesn't really it, matter because we'll think find. of it offhand. It's an orange book, and and it's called Traction, and you'll definitely uh, find it if if somebody wants to 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 get that. Yeah, great. It's, it's fantastic stuff. Really, really strong. I mean, it's helped my company um, tremendously over the past year. Yeah. As as you were talking about entrepreneurial thinking and systems, I thought of uh, Keith Cunningham. Yeah, you know who he is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you know his latest book? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, I know he's he's the he's Rich Dad, right? He's yeah. He was the guy behind Rich Dad, the the model yeah. for Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. But his latest book is called The Road Less Stupid. Okay, and I like that. Joe Polish, who runs the Genius Network, yep, says he thinks it's the best business book ever written. And I started reading it. It's fabulous. It's funny. And it's really insightful. As a matter of fact, right now, if you go to, I think, ilovemarketing.com, either that or Genius Network Podcast, uh, Joe Polish does a long interview with him, and they talk, he talks about the book. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll put it on my list. Yeah. Um, and I did just uh, uh, quickly uh, look. Gino Wickman is who wrote Traction. Um you know, I think it's uh, if, if somebody really wants to get that book, I want to make sure they can get it. So, Gino Trackman. Gino, no, you not Trackman, Wickman. Gino Whitman, excuse me. <laughs> you know, Gino Traction. I'm getting Traction and Whitman. Today. Gino Wickman wrote Traction. So there, there you go, Gino. I'm I'm butchering the the process, but I'm recommending your book highly to any entrepreneur with with uh, people. I'm gonna put it in. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in the notes with a link anyway, so that'll be good. <laughs> Wonderful. So, do you have a favorite quote? Passion and persistence makes a vision a reality. And whose quote is that? I came up with it uh, myself in 2003 when I got introduced to this whole after shortly after I won the contest and got into the introduced to this whole world of uh, personal development and and uh, you know self improvement. Fabulous! Passion and persistence make a vision a reality. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's really clear too. It's wonderful. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Man, what a good question. Um, you know, I see myself, you know, definitely, you know, my, so I have two personal training studios here in Atlanta. Um, you know, one of my studios is number two. We're part of a franchise. I want to be number one and number two. Uh, absolutely. You know, I want to I want to affect uh, a lot of lives. You know, my online you know, men's business that I started a year ago, uh, not because I had time. But, you know, again, I've got got three businesses, I have three kids, three and under, you know, my business is successful. I do private online coaching, but I have a mentor and he said, <clears throat> Russ, like you really have a knack for transforming not only guys physiques, you know, you start with the physique, you know, that's, that's my goal is to get their attention with with the physique, with the body changes and then to change their entire lives with my heart and with my mind, you know, to help them, you know, it, it, make more money and improve their relationships. And that's what I found. If you don't have the like do, you know, growing a business, you know, making money being passionate in your relationship, like that takes energy. And if you don't have energy and you don't have confidence about how you look, you're, you're never going to be your best. So he said, dude, like you need to think bigger. And so I came up with, with a mission uh, at the end of last year, and it's to help one million men become the best version of themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally so they can fill whatever they were put on earth to do. And so, you know, I'd love to do that in, in five years and then, then create another huge goal. 
Um, you know, I definitely want to be, um, you know, and, and it's tough balancing everything, but I want to be in a financial position where that I, I can, you know, take my kids to their all their sports and, you know, be there 100 percent for them, you know, be a great dad, uh, you know, try to inspire through actions as well as words, you know, just like my dad did for me. Um, I don't know, man, I have so many dreams and, and aspirations. It's like, you know, uh, the, and I've learned five years is, is such a long time. Like it, look at, you know how the Facebook pops up. Oh, here's a memory. I had one from six years ago and I was like, wow, like my life is so different. I've accomplished so much since then. Uh, so I don't want to undersell myself. Right. But, mm-hmm. but, whatever, but whatever it is, you know, I'm going to be, you know, my main thing is I want to be, you know, successful. I want to be helping a lot of people. I want to be inspiring my kids. I want to be, you know, a great husband to my wife and, and inspiring her. And I want to, you know, just make a difference in the world. Well, you will. I mean, you can hear it. You know, I don't think you have any uh, an option but to do that because of who you've, you know, uh, created, who you've shaped yourself into, you know. Uh, it always, these things, the these attitudes bring me always Back to one of my favorite quotes from Bob Dylan from a song. He not busy being born is busy dying. Yeah. So true, man. Yeah. I love that. If you could wave a magic wand and change just one thing in the world, only one, what would it be? Pizza doesn't have calories. <laughs> um, no, that, that would be a tough one. Uh, I, 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 would, I, I think ahead of that, I would have to pick, uh, man, like people are nicer to each other. It's ridiculous. I mean, there's so much, uh, people are just mean, mean to each other, and it, it's crazy. So that, that would be it. Pizza would be the second one. <laughs> well, uh, this is the reason that the film Joker is so popular right now, because it taps into the root of that meanness, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, how can people contact you? Yeah, so they can contact me. I actually set up a, a special page just for your, your viewers, Lewis, with some you know resources for them. So they can just go to russyeager.com uh, and uh, what was the forward slash? Change your story, yeah. So russyeager.com forward slash change your story. Beautiful. And Yeager is Y-E-A-G-E-R. Yes, sir. Yeah. Any final thoughts for our storytellers? Man, final thoughts. So I'll tell you, do I, do I have time for a quick story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so I told you, you know, I told the, the, the happy part, you know, I won that contest. You know, I, you know, quit my job. You know, I've helped thousands and thousands of people. You know, I, this, this fit 44-year-old guy, you know, but and, and it's easy to think, oh, man, it's, you know, once after I won the contest, everything was easy. Literally, you know, after I decided to open my business, um, you know, I got a call from my ex-wife at the time, knew something was wrong immediately. And uh, long story short, you know, she was uh, told me she wanted to leave me, right, for somebody else. And uh, you know, as as a man or, or anybody, that destroys your confidence. I mean, you know, I I was brought up, you know, Catholic. You only get married once, and it, it, it was brutal. You know, a few months after that, my dad, who was my best friend, you know, my mentor, talked about him earlier. He, he was instrumental, helped me open my first studio. Started having, you know, uh, he was only 60 years old, having, you know, cognitive issues, balance issues, really kind of strange. He was super healthy, took care of himself. Um, long story short, he had something called CJD, Crutchfield's Jacobs disease. It's the human form of mad cow disease. Literally, you, you can Google it. It's a one in a million chance a prion protein in your brain mutates and, uh, and, and basically took him from normal to dead in seven weeks. 
uh, definitely the hardest thing, you know, I've ever been through, um, you know, and then just a, you know, a couple of years. So we talked about genetics earlier, right? And epigenetics. So there's a lot of things you can control. Some you can't. Um, my, I was, you know, unlucky enough to have, uh, femurs that are too big for my hip sockets. Right. And so, you know, at 30 years old, I was bone on bone, uh, arthritis in my left hip, right hips, pretty bad, uh, toughed it out for years, just being in pain, tried all the natural remedies and finally decided two years ago to have a hip replacement, full hip replacement at 42 years old. Everybody I talked to said, you know, hips are easy, you know, knees are hard, you know, oh, it's perfect now. You know, I had the surgery, everything, you know, went well, seemed to go well. Seven days after surgery, get in the wrong position. I'm making protein pancakes, ironically enough, no joke. And I heard, I heard that dislocation was a possibility, but it was extremely low percent. Uh, I get in the wrong position, uh, knew immediately what happened, couldn't believe it, you know, to step down and, and have the feeling of nothing there was, was just the craziest feeling. I uh, started going into shock, worst pain imaginable. You know, the ambulance came, they're pumping me you know, full of, full of drugs. I, and I, you know, it's not doing anything. I have a pretty high pain tolerance. Um, but long story short, you know, they, they put the hip back in, which I thought they'd have to do surgery. They actually shot, pull it out and, and shotgun it back in. Um, and like, like Lewis, like, you know, you know, post-traumatic stress, like I literally, I, I could relate to that. Like I was terrified. I mean, the, the pain and the trauma of that, like I was terrified to move for four months and so long story short, you know, now I've, you know, and I thought it was over. So here, here you go. Here's, here's a lesson, a parting thought is I'm this, this, this confident fit guy, you know, personal development, Mr. Positive. After that happened, this is just two years ago. I thought it was over. I was, I start Googling hip, dis- replay, you know, hip dislocations and, you know, everybody on the, the worst thing I could do, right? Getting on these forums. Oh yeah. Mine's popped out three times. Mine pops out, you know, it's just never going to be the same. And I thought I was done as a fitness professional, as a man, as a dad. And, um, you know, I, I was, was, was depressed. But, I, you know, I finally said, dude, get a hold of yourself. You're going to get through it. Take it one day at a time. Got back in the gym five weeks later doing, you know, light upper body. Uh, my hip's still not the same. It'll never be the same. But I can do a lot. And, you know, I've just had to adjust how I train. My right hip still hurts, you know, a lot. I'm probably going to have to have it replaced, although I'm, I'm putting it off. But my point to all that is, like, life is going to throw you crap. Like, you know, there's always going to be things that happen that you can't control. But, and here's my, here's my, my plea or my recommendation to, to take care of your health and fitness because of what I learned 20 at 27 years old, you know, from Skip and the other mentors I've had, I know the one, I can't control what life's going to bring my way, but I can control how I look, how, how I feel, my confidence, and to a degree, my health. And having that, gives me the ability to literally take on anything that life throws my way. I love it. I love it. You've heard the expression, the person who has health has a thousand dreams. The person who has doesn't have health has only one dream. Yeah. Great. And it's so true. It's true, man. It's the truth. Thanks a lot, man, for pumping such incredible energy into this conversation today absolutely lewis thank you man it's just a pleasure speaking with you um i i could you know i feel like we have a lot in common you, you told me we we're going to make magic and uh man I, I feel it hopefully the 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 listeners are, are feeling as well and getting some great value but but thank you so much thank you hello storytellers this is an update about the correct contact info for russ yeager he has created a page just for you, the listeners 
of this show where you can get some free, valuable content about getting fit. The URL for that is russyeager.com forward slash change. Once again, russyeager.com forward slash change. Yeager is Y-E-A-G-E-R. In the podcast, he had said that you would find it at russyeager.com forward slash change your story. That is no longer the case. Once again, you will find that free content at russyeager.com forward slash change. And thank you, storytellers, for being part of this experience today. Share the value that you got from this episode with the world by visiting iTunes and where it asks for a review, simply express your biggest takeaway. The moment you do that, you will learn it on a deeper level and it will have a ripple effect in other people's lives as well. The show will climb the iTunes ranks and reach a lot more people. Everybody wins. And, of course, they will ask you to leave a star rating. Hopefully, I have earned five stars from you. And thank you in advance for leaving your AHA review and a rating for the show. Of course, every episode leaves you with rich material to apply transformatively to your life. So think about what you receive today and then think about an area of your life where you want to grow and expand, perhaps have a major breakthrough. Then apply what you've learned to that area of your life and begin by asking How can I change my story and change my life? Tune in to the next episode of Louis DiBianco's podcast. Become unstoppable as you learn to change your story, change your life.